In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Hear what our Lord Jesus Christ saith. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment, and the second is like unto it. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. In our gospel lesson today and our reading from Romans, both of these passages, both of these commandments, I believe, are brought forward. The parable of the banquet, the parable of the great banquet, deals with the first commandment, without question. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. Not just some, not just a little, not just when it's convenient, but all of it. I remember a few weeks ago seeing on Facebook, and I hate to preach on it, but I do occasionally, a cartoon come up where you had a little boy dressed in a football uniform saying to his coach, I'm afraid, coach, I can't come to the game this Sunday. I'm scheduled to acolyte. Now, this is meant to be funny. And why is that? Because one of the things that almost anyone in youth ministry will tell you, almost anyone in church ministry will tell you, almost anyone who deals with any level of children, and to be honest, their parents as well, will tell you that one of the things that gets in the way of Sunday morning worship almost all the time is anything else. <laughs> anything else. Swim team. Football, ballet, soccer. I could list it on and on and on. It's anything else. It all gets priority. And then we have a wonder as to why, when children get older, they don't want to come to church. Well, we've taught them that everything else has priority. And so what's the difference between swim team, which is recreational, or an extra few hours of sleep, which is also recreational? Why not? Now, attitudes that affect children often affect parents as well. For generations now, the church has been telling people, in one way or another, and I don't mean every church, but I mean many churches, in an effort to try not to be oppressive, in a way to try to be hip, to be cool, which I'm none of those things. Amen. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Has been trying to say, well, it's okay if you can't make it this Sunday. It's okay if you've got something else to do. We'll see you next week. And then we are surprised that people take us up on this offer. And we say, where is everybody? Where is everyone? You told them they could do something else. They're doing something else. Jesus does not give us that option. 
He says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. This is the first and the great commandment. And the parable of the great dinner shows that this is not only a commandment, but a promise. There is something richly being offered, something wonderful and important being offered, something essential that is being given as a free gift of God, and we treat it like it's not important because it happens every week. Now, I'm definitely preaching to the choir, both figuratively and literally, because you're in the choir and you're here on a Wednesday night. But we are called to love God with everything we have, not when it's convenient to business, not when it's convenient to the circumstances of our life, not when it feels good, not when it doesn't feel good. We are called to serve and love God at all times. And there is always a promise that awaits us every time. Now, this doesn't mean that when you come to church, I'm going to promise that you're going to leave here feeling spiritually fulfilled every single time you come. Or the emotions will well up and you'll think, my goodness, that was a wonderful service. There may be times where I say things like, boy, the peanut gallery is active tonight. <laughs> there may be times where I say things like, on Sunday, where I created the word advocator, where people make mistakes, where the rector might sing slightly off pitch, or dramatically off pitch. Thank you. But, but, there is always a promise that God will meet us and that we will meet God and that what we hear and what we do and what we pray will shape us, will change us, will feed us and will give us the strength to be who we're meant to be. Only then, only after understanding the fullness of the first commandment can we begin to approach the second. If we don't love God with all our heart, all our mind, or all our strength, or at least aim to do so, the second commandment becomes dangerous. And I mean that. And you might say, how? We find what it means to love in Christ's self-sacrificial love. When we emulate the love of God given to us on the cross that gives everything for the sake of the other. When we see the love that Christ gives us, when we learn from God, from Holy Scripture, from the example of our Lord, what love is, then we understand the second commandment. Then we're able to begin to do it. Because loving your neighbor as yourself, if you don't know what that means, becomes projected idolatry. If I use my own definition, well, let's just say I'd be a pretty terrible God. I should get many more amens for that than I got for saying I'm not hip or cool. <laughs> we have to hold both together. For loving God with all heart, all mind, all our strength, what it does for us is allows us to do the second. Love is the only thing 
that when we fully pour ourselves into it, we find we are not diminished or exhausted, but we can do it more. The more we love, the more we love God, the more I can love you, my neighbor. The less I love God, the less I can love my neighbor. At least truly. But here's the message of the parable. The message of the parable among many. It's a parable. Is that things always don't work as we expect. Those who were the important, who had fields and oxen and festivities. Those who would be seen in the parable as the important guests ended up choosing something else. And the invitation was expanded beyond all expectation. When the poor and the maimed and the blind and the lame were not enough, the servants are sent to literally beat the bushes to bring people in that the house may be full. Our God's invitation is always open. It is always broader than we can imagine. It is always fuller than we can imagine. And it's always more than we can hope. Let us love the Lord our God with all that we have. And that means let us attend worship faithfully. Let us read Scripture daily. Let us pray more than once a day. Let us rearrange the priorities of our life that God becomes the priority, not one, but the. Let us actually work to teach the church that that cartoon that was supposed to be a joke might actually happen. Amen. Amen.